Keep Megan, talking. And I am Catholic, and I am a girl. I love the new Mumford album. I am so basic. And it's really good, though. You look like you like the new Mumford album. I know. I'm wearing this hat because my hair is super dirty. You're listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. All right, everyone. This is Father Brad Doyle, and you're listening to Coffee Talk. We have a special edition of Coffee Talk. I have uh, two fantastic people. I don't know why that's special. I always have fantastic people. Thanks. (laughs) But... um, we're extra fantastic. Yeah. They're extra fancy. Okay, I have Joseph St. Cyr and Megan Lewis. You've heard of Megan Lewis. She's been on one of the episodes before of the Quizzical Papist. Uh, but today is Coffee Talk, and what we're going to do is share a couple of our favorites. I'm going to share my favorite scripture. Joseph is going to share his favorite poem. And Megan is going to share her favorite song. And, uh, and it's a way of getting at um, that truth can be found an experience in different modes, right? Through the arts particularly. You have anything uh, to add to that, Joseph? Just that beauty, much like truth, um, is universal. And so if a song is beautiful or a poem is beautiful or a scripture is beautiful, um, they all get at the same beauty. So like artists, whether they be visual artists or verbal artists or whatever, are all pointing towards the same thing. So it's really cool to do this sort of cross-genre examination. I like it. I like that cross-genre examination. That's a good uh, title for it. Okay, this is my favorite scripture. I just had to get the right translation. John 15. Y'all know about John 15, that gospel of John? Oh, yeah. I know about John. You know about John, Joe? (laughs) For sure. Eagle's my spirit animal. Oh, my gosh. That's your Patronus? Yeah, for sure. Expecto John Onimus. (laughs) That's lame. I'm sorry. Okay. So John 15, uh, starting in verse 9, he says, this is the remain, right? The vine and the branches section. But this one particular part, he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. My favorite part coming up. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. Okay. Y'all have heard this before, right? Yes. Yeah. It's my favorite because I think it, one, it's the Gospel of John, one of my favorite Gospels. And I think the world looks at faith, looks at the commandments, looks at following Jesus, and they think it's going to hold you down. And why this is one of my favorite verses is because he says, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. I have told you this so that you will be boring. No, he doesn't say that. He says, I have told you this so that uh, you may have joy and your joy may be full or complete. Um, And so basically what God's plan for your life, God's uh, commandments, the teachings of the church can be seen through two different lights. You can see it as something holding you down. You can see it as something setting you free to love fully. And I choose the latter. And I think it's been that way from my own experience. So I love that verse because it's about God wanting joy. He wants our joy. He wants our fulfillment. That's so funny, Brad. Anytime I would think of somebody that has complete joy, I would definitely picture you. So I'd say that's a confirmation of Of my favorite verse. Of your favorite verse. You live it. You live your best life. Thank you. Living the best life I can. To the fullest. To the fullest extent of the law. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And I I think it's really important and beautiful how the verse is framed. Um, He begins by talking about how he has fulfilled the commandments of his father. 
um, and how he was obedient to his father. Um, and so it, it takes it out of this sort of like teacher in a classroom, just like telling you what to do. Um, and you have this image of like, they're just always your overlord, but like he first places himself as a servant. And then you have an actual reason to believe that like there is joy to be found in obedience because like, sure. Anyone can be like, Oh yeah, you should listen to me and then you'll be happy. Like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, if everyone blah blahs, at least five. <laughs> if everyone is listening to you and you're not listening to anyone and you're the happy one, then you know what sort of system is this? But he says, like, no, like if you want to have joy, like, and you think I have joy, then this is what I did, and you should listen to me. All right, it's uh, preaching by example. Okay, so we're gonna move on. So that's the scripture, right? Everyone knows. Oh yeah, of course, scripture is true. <laughs> it's scripture, Father. I want to see what's true about other things in the world, other arts, other poetry. And so Joseph St. Sia has a poem to share with us. Right. So this is The Winds That Blow Against a Star by Joyce Kilmer. He's an American Catholic poet, most famous for trees, but I think this is actually a little bit more fun. Now by what whim of wanton chance do radiant eyes no somber days and feet that shod in light should dance, walk weary and laborious ways, but rays from heaven, white and whole, may penetrate the gloom of earth, and tears but nourish in your soul the glory of celestial mirth. The darts of toil and sorrow sent against your peaceful beauty are as foolish and as impotent as the winds that blow against a star. So there's a lot going on in that poem, but one of the things that um, I think is like really, really profound and telling and beautiful about it is that he begins on the gloom, um, radiant eyes that know somber days, and feet that were like born to dance. They're they're weary and they're laborious. Um, and then from this place of Ooh, gloom, that's good. Yeah, feet born to dance. Yeah, and feet that shod in light should dance, walk weary and laborious ways. But then in this place of gloom, raised from heaven, white and whole, they penetrate the gloom of earth. Yeah, incarnation right there. Right. Like and then tears, but nourish in your soul the glory of celestial mirth. So like we have this idea of like te- tears being like nothing but nothing but bad. And he just like kind of turns it a little bit and like wonders like, what if tears are the fertilizer of celestial mirth? Um, and then this last part, um, when like, remember, we began in this place of gloom and we began in this place where like, um, you were incapable of dance. Um, and then post-incarnation, the darts of toil and sorrow sent against your peaceful beauty are as foolish and as impotent as the winds that blow against the star. So now like, while acknowledging like toil and sorrow, like in the world, um, we, we just, you know, laugh at their impotence basically. And you think of like the wind and like a summer, summer night and it's, you've got that hot wind blowing, but like all of the stars are out. And even though the wind like is really awesome, like it doesn't do anything to the horizon. The horizon is still there and still beautiful. Um, and then just kind of like my person against your peaceful beauty, that your doesn't have an antecedent. So, like, you don't know what he's referring to. He could be referring to, like, the beauty of your own soul. I personally like to think that your peaceful beauty is actually Mary's beauty, but that's just kind of like, I don't know. That's how I've chosen to interpret it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's... But he deliberately leaves it without an antecedent. Purposefully. That's beautiful. I like I like how there's a theme of paradox here um, with, 
you know, my like commandments paradoxically actually setting you free and then sorrow actually paradoxically can bring joy, like mm-hmm. you're saying here. Yeah. Okay. Hello. You, do you hear by the way, during that poem, we started with somber and then during the reading, uh, a margarita came for me. Wow. And I was like, That's right. Wow. Sorrow's impotent against this margarita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And I've got some that. tears over here because one didn't come for me. Yeah. <laughs> you want half? Yes, please. Okay. Mirth, glory. Mirth, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Virgen de Guadalupe. Que viva. That was real. That wasn't a sound effect, y'all. No, that was, that was straight real. up Father Brad's <laughs> live. Uh, rejoicing. <clears throat> Megan Lewis, Hello. what is your song? So another angle of truth and beauty. Um, so it's kind of funny because this is very basic actually for Christians. Like I kind of wanted to go out and be like, oh, very secular band sings this beautiful, but I'm going to pick Mumford and Sons. Sorry, y'all. Um, so Mumford just came out with an album, uh, and off the album has a lot of great songs, but one of them is called Woman. Again, I'm so basic. Of course I'm picking Woman. I'm picking Woman. This song is just beautiful. So it says... I can't read your mind, though I'm trying all the time. There's something I don't know. I can see it in your eyes. As the night descends, it's always slow again. I'm left in awe of the woman I adore. like wow so i've been 
praying and reading this and thinking about, you know, so many times when I am upset or something's like going on in me, I'm one of those people to get silent and not talk about it to anybody and just be like, buckle down and deal with it yourself. Um, and I do this a lot in my prayer too. So I want God, I know this like happens in relationships all the time. Girls want guys to do what? Read their minds, right? Fix it. Yeah, fix no, I'm it. Jo- I'm joking. <laughs> they don't. They just uh, want them to listen. It's not about the nail, Father. <laughs> they want the them to not listen and to immediately act and bulldoze everything. Boom. Right? Boom. And, or I thought the answer was flowers. Ah. Uh, no. Young. Okay, what do girls want? Um, what do girls need? What, what a girl so girls um, want you to listen, and that's exactly what this song is saying, and he is saying, I want to listen to you, but you want me to read your mind, and I can't. You have to tell me. Um, and so I carry this into my prayer life in that I just assume because God is all-knowing that he knows what I'm going through, and he just is not taking the time to to do anything about it, but scripture says, like, come and tell me, right? Like, Come and tell me what you desire. What is it that you want me to do for you? Ask and you'll receive. Um, and so in the song, him just saying, I can't read your mind, though I'm trying all the time. Um, but I know there's something wrong and I can see it in your eyes. Um, but still at the end saying that I'm left with all of the woman that I adore. So even though um, he's trying to figure out what's wrong um, and can't and just sees what's going on, he still adores her. Um, but it was just beautiful and just remembering that could you, know, could you read those last two lines yes, the, the door line and the one right before it yes um as as the night descends it's always slow again i'm left in awe of the woman i adore what do you think of that i, I particularly love um that metaphor um as the night descends it is always slow again um because during the day you have this hustle and you have a million and one things going on and you're at work and your mind is just occupied and busy. Um, and as night comes and it slows down and there's less going on, he is more able to, to sit and to adore. And so like wow. the, the quiet as it enters his mind frees him to adore. And then in the daytime, as he's too busy, you know, he's, uncapable, he's incapable of, of showing this woman the adoration he deserves. And I find that um, particularly as we you know, bring it back to Christianity, and I, I find that particularly true of my relationship with God. You know, you have a million and one things going on, the stereotypical daytime, the work day, yeah. and you're incapable of adoration. But as the night descends, it is always slow again, and I find myself growing in my adoration. And I find, um, yeah, that just like he's captured something really true about what it means to be human is like, in order to be adoring, you have to first find that quiet space and find that blocking out. Wow. Yeah. And what Dang. stood out to me is you're saying, you know, you assume God and God does know what you need, but you know, Augustine said, then why does he ask us to tell him? Mm-hmm. It's, it's because it's not to, to change him. It's to change us to receive, to be able to receive. We, when we ask, we make ourselves more receptive to what we ask for. Yeah. And so, um, that happens in relationships too. Like why do you, yeah, they sure they, they might know what you need, but if you say it, then you are more likely to receive what you actually need. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I could see that. Thanks for uh, coming. Uh, so we got a shout out, Mumford & Sons woman, uh, Kipling. Joyce Kilmer. Oh. <laughs> Not, so Rudyard Kipling's English. He's great too. Check him out if. That's Kilmer. Kilmer. But Joyce Kilmer wins that blow against a star. And John 15, the Gospel of John. This has been 
um, what'd you call it earlier? Um, cross-curricular. Yeah, it was cross-genre examination. Cross-genre examination, coffee talk. Joseph Saints here, Megan Lewis, Father Brad Doyle. We'll see you next time. God bless you guys. This is a little update on our listener base, and I'm going to read a couple reviews. We're going around the world. Okay, so uh, in our last episode, or actually in the past five episodes, our most consistent cities of listening, the top uh, five are Reserve, Louisiana, Bowie, Maryland, Plymouth, Massachusetts. How was Thanksgiving? Did you walk your turkey? Um, Vashtree, Louisiana, where I'm assigned, and of course, Baton Rouge, my hometown, and um, there's a bunch of other Green Bay, Wisconsin's in there, New Orleans. Um, so if you are one of these people, you can always email us questions, um, listener submitted questions, and we'll give you a shout out by name uh, to quizzicalpapist at gmail.com. Our top countries um, coming in, number five, United Kingdom, then Singapore, uh, Ireland, Canada, A, and the United States, um, of course, the U.S. of A. So, um, of course, if you are one of the, um, if you're a listener in one of these countries and you want to give a shout out, say who you are, um, introduce yourself to everyone, all the, the other Swiss guard, send me an email, quizzicalpapist at gmail.com. And finally, let's go to the reviews. This listener review is a five-star review. It's by Jay Haddad. I think that's Jordan Haddad. Um, he will be hosting an episode soon. Um, he submitted this on September 24th, 2018. Jay Haddad says, This podcast is pure gold. It's funny, laid back, and filled to the brim with interesting Catholic facts. Father Brad and his friends make you feel like you're sitting around the table with them enjoying a cold brew and having a good time. Please cool your brew down. It's very important. If you're Catholic and enjoy trivia and a good laugh, then this podcast is for you. Thanks, Jay Haddad. And I will see you in a couple of weeks whenever we, uh, when we do our podcast and you host. It's all these questions. I love it when y'all host, when y'all write questions, because that means I get to participate and get my boo-hiney handed to me by some of my players every once in a while. Again, if you want a shout out and you want your review bread, you have to go review. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're still listening to this episode at the end, you're pretty dedicated. What I need you to do, there's a bunch of listeners. I need everyone who listens, just take a, a moment uh, to help us out here at the Quizzical Papist. Go to iTunes, even if you're listening on Stitcher or anything else. iTunes is the most important for the reviews, um, but you can review anywhere. But go to iTunes. Go to find the Quizzical Papist podcast. Hit whatever star you think we deserve. Five stars. And, and then rate us. Review us. That is rating us. Then review us. Um, write something about what your experience, even if it's some suggestions. Um, then we can read them, and I will get more exposure. The podcast will get more exposure, and we'll continue on this path of holiness through trivia and community. Please do it. Please do it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to beg. It's all good. And even if you don't want to, just keep listening. Tell your friends. Um, listen together. But I would really, really appreciate a review on iTunes. It helps so much. You could also go to quizzicalpapist at gmail.com. 
don't go there. Just send an email with a, a question. We'll give you a shout out. Peace. Bye.